thank you for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we will study the books of Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. During this study, we will learn to have faith in God and follow His leadership, even during the most uncertain times of life. So, grab your copy of the Fall 2022 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. The lesson for October 23rd, 2022, is entitled, Judges, Delivering God's People. It comes from Joshua chapter 4, verses 4 through 10. And the key verse is Joshua chapter 2, verse 16. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges, which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. Application is, the student will learn that God can use both men and women in his service, especially those who will dedicate themselves to him. Seeking the Context Twice in the book of Judges we read these words, In those days there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Judges 17.6 and 21.25 Two wrongs are stated here. First, God was to be Israel's king. But as he told Samuel later, they have rejected me that I should reign over them. 1 Samuel 8, 7. There was a king in Israel, but Israel had rejected God as their king. Second, since the children of Israel had rejected God as their king, everyone did what they wanted to do what was right in their own eyes. There is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 14.12 When people throw off the restraints of God's rulership in their lives, the result is a chaotic world full of self-inflicted destruction. This describes the history of Judges. Does it not also describe our times? According to Acts chapter 13 and verse 20, Judges covers approximately 450 years from the death of Joshua to the time of Samuel the prophet. It was a time when Israel was to continue the conquest of the promised land begun under Joshua's leadership. After the death of Joshua, the individual tribes of Israel were to continue the work of ridding their allotted land of the former inhabitants. Joshua chapter 13, verses 1 through 6, chapter 23, verses 1 through 13. The Lord promised Israel that he would drive out the inhabitants of the land if they remained obedient. Herein lies the problem found in Judges. Israel did exactly what the Lord told them not to do. Instead of remaining obedient to the Lord and driving out the inhabitants, they became involved in their idolatry. The Lord punished Israel by allowing these nations to enslave them. When Israel cried out to the Lord for relief, he called judges to rescue. The Lord delivered Israel time and time again through these judges, but Israel would eventually return to idolatry. From Othniel to Samson, there are 13 judges named in the book of Judges. There are seven episodes of Israel's idolatrous apostasy. 
God's punishing them by enslaving them to foreign nations. Israel's crying out to God for deliverance. God's raising up judges to deliver and the cycle starting over again. See Judges 2, 11 through 23 to see this recurring cycle. When we sin against God, we can expect his punishment. But the big lesson in Judges is that we can be assured that even when we are unfaithful, God is faithful to deliver us from our sins. What comparison do you see in the time of the judges and our time? Searching the text. Number one, Deborah the judge. Judges chapter four, verses four and five. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at that time. And she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in Mount Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. Our lesson today focuses on judges Deborah and Barak during the third episode of Israel's idolatrous apostasy. Three judges have already appeared, Othniel, Ehud, and Shamgar. The third episode begins with Israel's disobedience. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord when Ehud was dead. Judges 4.1 The song of Deborah and Barak in chapter 5 tells more. They chose new gods. Then was war in the gates. Judges 5.8 As punishment for their idolatry, God sold them into the hands of Jabin, king of Canaan who opposed Israel for 20 years, Joshua 4.2. On course with the judge's cycle, Israel cried out to the Lord for deliverance, verse 3. I cannot help but notice how similar this is to us. We go our own way, sinning against God, end up in all kinds of trouble and misery, and sometimes even blame God for what has happened to us. But even when we are unfaithful, God is faithful. Like with Israel, God comes to our rescue so many times to deliver us from our own messes. God's deliverance began with Deborah. Of the 13 judges, she is the only woman. This is not the norm because God has always placed men in leadership. At the first mention of her name, she was already serving Israel as both judge and prophet. Verse 4. But why had God put Deborah in this place of leadership? As we continue, we, we shall see. Deborah was well known in Israel for her godliness and wisdom. There was a tree named for her because it was the place where the children of Israel had came to her for judgment. Deborah would interpret and imply the law of God for the people on various issues. This means that Deborah was devoted to God's law and knew it so well that people respected her application of it. We learn more about Deborah from the song in chapter 5. She praised the Lord for delivering Israel, verses 1 through 5. She saw herself as a mother to Israel, one who must guide and care for the people, verse 7. She extolled the righteous acts of the Lord, verse 11. She knew that only by the Lord did she hold her place of importance. Verse 13, 
And she knew that the Lord's enemies will perish and those who love him will shine as the sun with his glory. Verse 31. Deborah was a remarkable lady of faith, but there is more to this story. What are some admirable characteristics you see in Deborah? Number two, Barak, the judge. Judges chapter four, verses six through eight. And she sent and called Barak, the son of Abinoam, out of Kadesh Naphtali, and said unto him, Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw toward Mount Tabor, and take with thee ten thousand men of the children of Naphtali, and of the children of Zebulun? And I will draw unto thee to the river Kishon, Sisera, the captain of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude, and I will deliver him into thine hands. And Barak said unto her, If thou will go with me, then I will go. But if thou will not go with me, then I will not go. Deborah's first act of delivering Israel was to call for Barak. Seemingly, the Lord had revealed to her his command for Barak. God had called Judge Barak, who was from the tribe of Naphtali, to battle with Jabin and the Canaanites who inhabited the city of Hazor that was in the land of Naphtali. Deborah challenged him to obey God's orders and rally 10,000 troops from Naphtali and neighboring Zebulun to meet Sisera, the captain of Jabin's army, at the river Kishon. The Lord assured Barak of victory over Sisera and his army, but Barak was reluctant to go. Barak's reply to Deborah in verse 8 was an embarrassment. For a man to ask a woman to go to battle with him was not the definition of courage. The tone of Deborah's words later in verse 14 further implies Barak's reluctant obedience. Furthermore, whether woman or man, Barak needed no one to go with him because the Lord had already told him that he would deliver the enemy into his hands. Barak was a reluctant judge, hesitant to go where God said go. How many of us commit this same sin? As is often said, the sin of omission is as equally sinful as the sin of commission. I think we all commit the sin of doing nothing. When the Lord commands us to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every preacher, Mark 16, 15, how many of us are guilty of the sin of omission? Can you name some sins of omission you need to repent of? Number three, honoring women, Judges chapter four, verses nine and 10. And she said, I will surely go with thee, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor. For the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. And Deborah rose and went with Barak to Kadesh. And Barak called Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh. And he went up with 10,000 men at his feet and Deborah went up with him. Before we move on to that, let us not miss the message here. 
It is a great honor to serve the Lord in any capacity. One example is taking the saving gospel to the lost. How many of us, reluctant to witness to a friend, forfeit the honor of seeing our friend accept Christ? I have a personal example of a friend I know the Lord wanted me to witness to, but I never did that. Later, I heard that this friend was saved, and although I was extremely grateful, I felt guilty for not witnessing to my friend. If you have experienced this missed honor, you know this guilt also. Barak finally got around to doing what the Lord had commanded him only after Deborah ordered him to get up and to do what the Lord commanded. Verse 14, he mustered his troops and went out to battle against Sisera and the Canaanites. As the Lord had promised, he fought for Israel and discomforted Sisera, all his chariots and his army. Verse 15, this is further explained in the song of chapter 5. The Lord opened the heavens and caused a great rainstorm to fall in the Kishon Valley, so much so that the river flooded and swept Sisera's army away. Judges chapter 5, verses 4 and 5, verses 20 and 21. With their chariots stuck in the mud and drowning in a flood, Barak and his army cut down the Canaanites until there was not a man left. Judges 4.16. God had promised, and so God subdued on that day Jabin the king of Canaan before the children of Israel. Verse 23. But Sisera managed to escape. He fled to a supposed friend, Heber, the Kenite, whose wife's name was Jael. Verse 17. Sisera hid himself in Jael's tent, thinking he was safe. Jael gave Sisera a bottle of milk to drink, and shortly he was fast asleep. While he slept, Jael drove a tent stake into his temple and fastened his head to the ground. Verse 21. When Barak arrived, Jael showed Sisera to him, who of course was dead with a tent stake in his head. Verse 22. Hence is fulfilled Deborah's prophecy that Jael, a woman, would receive the honor that could have been Barak's. Verse 9. It is Jael, not Barak, who is lauded in the song of chapter 5, verses 24 through 27. Here we have obedient women, Deborah and Jael, overshadowing a reluctant man, Barak. The honor goes to the women. Can you name a few influential godly women in your life? Have you shared your gratitude with them? Setting the application. Deborah deserves recognition for her faithfulness and commitment to the Lord. She served an important purpose for Israel, providing guidance in giving the people judgment from God's law. She provided Barak encouragement and even demanded him to do what God had commanded him to do. She loved the Lord and praised him for the victory. He won for Israel. Deborah is worthy of honor. As gruesome as Jael's act was, she too deserves recognition for siding with the Lord's army to fight against his enemies. Her husband had made peace with Jabin and the Canaanites, and she was risking her entire livelihood by killing Sisera. But she, like Rahab, the Lord had given Israel this land. 
she like Rahab, recognized that the God of Israel was the God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Joshua 2.11 There is only one choice for her, and that was to fight for God and not against him. But the events of this narrative also illustrate a troubling truth that occurs far too often. God has called men to be leaders in their families, in their churches, and in their countries. But too many men shirk this responsibility, leaving women to do the work of both men and women. Barak was the one God had called and commissioned to lead his tribe into battle, but his reluctance cost him the honor of men like Joshua and Caleb. His honor went to a woman willing to fight and ignore the risk. In no way is this meant to belittle women, but instead honor them. But men, we are called to be leaders. So let us not let the honor go to women. Stand up and be men. Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying again with you next week as we continue going through Joshua, Judges, and Ruth, learning to live victoriously in uncertain times. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www.bogardpress.org.